Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. For many generations, they obeyed the laws and loved the divine to which they were akin. They reckoned that qualities of character were far more important than their present prosperity. So they bore the burden of their wealth and possessions lightly and did not let their high standard of living intoxicate them or make them lose their self-control. But when the divine element in them became weakened and their human traits became predominant, they ceased to be able to carry their prosperity with moderation. Stay tuned to hear all about this civilization on The Reluctant Historian. What's up, everybody? I'm Liz Lawson, and this is our Reluctant Historian. Dakota Lawson. This is the podcast where I try to show my husband that history is actually cool. So, if you love history, or you absolutely hate it, this podcast is for you. We'd like to begin by recognizing that we are recording on Treaty 6 territory and the homeland of the Métis Nation. We make this acknowledgement in recognition that we are settlers here on the land that belongs to the many different First Nations of Turtle Island. So, one thing to note, listeners, next week we are taking the weekend off. It is my birthday weekend, so we will not be here next weekend. November 13th, I believe, is the date. Nope. What would that mean? What November? What? November, November, the 5th of November. (laughs) Remember, remember, (laughs) the 5th of November. No, wait. So, is that a Remembrance Day thing? No, that's Guy Fox Day. Uh, November 16th, there will be Who's no episode. Gay Fox? He is a guy from England. Maybe I'll do an episode on him. He's a gay he burns, fox? He burned. He got burned. He tried to blow up Parliament. and Oh. His name's Guy Fox. Oh. Yeah, so what do you think we're talking about this week? Us. I think this is about us. Us? We live in a rich hoity-toity neighborhood, <laughs> and we're trying to stay modest, but it's not working. You definitely picked up on like the theme of it. Yeah. Because it's about me right. and how I'm going to turn animalistic. Much like in Legend of Zelda, when Ganon turns into... No, wait. Ganon's his pig form. When Ganondorf turns into <laughs> Ganon, who is his pig form. Mm. Uh, because you said boar, and I was thinking like... Boar? You said the word boar, and I was thinking so they, pig. Yeah, like boar as in carried. Yeah, I assumed it wasn't about a pig. But didn't you say something about animalistic? Did I make that up? Um, no, their divine element weakened and their human traits became pedo- predominant. Oh. Wait, so and we are animals like, and we're becoming more an- human-like? Divine is like God. <gasps> Wait, do we, we're becoming less? Less like a God and more like a human. Oh, we need to get out of this neighborhood. I <laughs> I don't want to give up my godliness. Because <laughs> uh, being... Being Dakota is next to godliness. That's, right. That's what they say. Yeah, yeah, that is what they say. That is the 
age-old adage. It is. And they're they're very confused by it. They're very. Like, well, I, who is this uh, Dakota? He must true. be a prophet. <laughs> so <laughs> from the times of your yes. Dakota. <laughs> yeah. So today's topic was also suggested by Lexi. Oh, okay, cool. Today I'm going to talk about the lost civilization of Atlantis. Oh, no shit. So did you ever watch the Disney Atlantis movie? I did. I would like to rewatch it because I remember not liking it. I've never seen it. So can you oh, no tell shit. us about it? Uh, yeah, so there's I have this... that written down here. Okay, so, so um, <laughs> did you, what if I hadn't <laughs> seen it? You know what the answer is to that. Can you tell us about it? <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah, you would read it anyway. So, yeah. okay. So, there's this guy, Milo, okay? Yes. Uh, he's this, like, little dorky fucking... Isn't he Michael G. Fox? I can't remember who plays him. I don't know. I'm about to say he's a librarian, even okay. though he probably isn't. So, okay. I'm going to say some wrong stuff here, okay? He is this librarian, nerdy, dorky guy. I'm yeah. Like, wow, I'm a dork, okay? Yeah. I've never even made love, you know? Uh, and he... Uh, uh, he's like, oh, I want to go off on an adventure, you know? Maybe I can find some, um, uh, some, uh, I don't know, uh, chicks who don't know what dorks are to, you know, for, like, in you know a lost he civilization. He wants to go find chicks? He wants, <laughs> this is, okay, I don't, you know how Disney, they'd always have, like, um, little d- dirty things in them yeah. you know we've talked about that in one of our episodes yeah little known fact this uh the subtitle of Atl- atlantis is actually it's called atlantis milo's quest for pussy oh my god <laughs> so so he, he ga- gathers a ragtag group of people and honestly this movie i think it came around the same time as treasure planet which is a far superior movie treasure planet Disney as well uh, yeah have you not seen treasure planet no Oh shit! That one. Okay, double feature. Okay, because um, because that is one of one of the best Disney movies, and it it does not get enough credit. Yeah. Uh, it did terrible at the box office. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyways, <laughs> Atlantis. It, it feels like a not as good version of that. So he gathers a ragtag group of people. Um, you know. Uh, and then they they go in their ship, their submarine, okay? And they go down, and they they're like, oh no, oh, there's Atlantis. They might have been looking for Atlantis. I don't know. Uh, I think that was the quest. They find it, and then get this: Milo finds pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good. He, he finds uh, a a woman who's in Atlantis who's never heard of a dork or a nerd. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I think they make love. In the Disney movie? Cut to credits. I love it. So good. That's all that happens. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. And he ends by saying, "Uh, finally, I have found pussy. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, did you know that Atlantis by Disney is actually the first science fiction film in Disney's canon? No. What? Yeah. Wait, science fiction. Sorry. In the sense that they've never made a science fiction movie before? Before that, yeah. Really? Yeah. So it must have come before. Wait, okay. When you say science fiction, what do you mean? Define it. Use science it in a sentence. Fiction. Use it in a sentence. Um, the film is science fiction. Hmm. I thought that would help. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what science fiction is. Uh, you know, clearly because I'm. I'm not a dork like Milo. I've, so made, like, I've made love like at least twice. So like, mm. it's not like fantasy, like a yeah. lot of, or magic. It's mm-hmm. based on science. 
Right. Okay. And like inventions so, and stuff. And there's a whole bunch of things that go into the genre of science fiction. We're doing a quick Google. Okay. We're never going to get to our golden nuggets. That dear. We're doing a quick Google. Atlantis. Disney. This movie came out in 2001. Treasure Planet. Disney. It came out in 2002. Okay, so, so they learned, I stand by what I said. They learned their mistakes, is what I'm saying, <laughs> and they made a much better movie. Yes. Um, well, after that tangent, what's your golden nugget? Uh, I have an addiction. Yes. Uh, Marvel Snap. It's oh. an iPhone game. Or did you not? Did you think I was going to say the actual addiction, which is cocaine? We're not talking about that on no. air, dear. Okay. Oh no, it's a. I have a fever of 103. I don't know where addiction and fever. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh okay well i want the listeners to to write in and and say how how does that make sense uh <laughs> dakota's air conditioning thing made way more sense but did it yes it did so uh marvel snap is yeah it's really fun a a game i've got you hooked on to yep it's unfortunate uh i don't usually play phone games right uh but this, this is an easy phone game. this one is a it's a three minute card building battler uh you have 12 cards in your deck you have all these marvel heroes and you're constantly unlocking new cards it's not pay to win which is awesome uh i i currently have a a spider-man carnage sort of deck and i call the deck spider coda yes and i'm gonna call all of my decks something coda is my plan so so like my lady deck you could be lady coda yeah i i i could be which uh which is what i um uh there's a there's a there's a joke in here somewhere something about me cross-dressing anyways it's a great game yes and and you you were uh we've spent all weekend just just playing it in yeah. bed and it's been great yeah it's been really <laughs> i nice love actually. when we because we used to play Fortnite uh quite a bit together when we yeah. both got hooked on it for a marvel season actually yeah. i just feel like marvel is the the thing the, that the contributing factor yeah so what is your golden nugget? Um, I think it's a lump of coal. Oh, no. We had to shovel the driveway and it sucked. Yeah, it really sucked. And I don't know how we get so unlucky with bad driveways because like at our last place, it made a wind tunnel. And so like when we had that huge blizzard, yeah, there was a lot of snow, but we had like three times the amount of snow as all of our neighbors because it just made a wind tunnel. And the same sort of things happening here. We're getting, we have no protection from across the way because there's empty lots and uh, we just get huge piles of snow on our driveway and it's real hard to unshovel that's not a word <laughs> ah yes i'm gonna go unshovel the driveway <laughs> <laughs> that that means i'm not doing it <laughs> yes that's fair that's fair um yeah yeah so uh, shoveling snow it's is the worst. fucking worst so we're yeah. looking into hiring people because we're but i don't think we're gonna be that successful because the majority of people that have like texted me back are not really within our budget Mm, yeah so it might be a next year thing yeah. but uh the point is that we live in a rich neighborhood now so we are losing our modesty that's right that's right yeah. the point of this episode that's right so the history of atlantis is that of a large island larger according to plato the guy who references it in his writing larger than libya and asia combined wait sorry it's an island mm-hmm. i thought it was underwater. i thought it was a city too no oh. i thought it was underwater too no, are you being what? I'll keep going. Okay. Uh, now at the time. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I don't know if you're using sarcasm there. 
Well, I guess you'll find out. Okay. So at the time of Plato's writing, Libya and Asia would have referred to modern-day northern Africa and over half of Turkey. So that's how big Atlantis is. Wow. Plato stated that it was situated somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, just beyond the Pillars of Hercules, which is assumed to mean the Strait of Gibraltar, which is the slice of water that separates southernmost Spain from northernmost Africa. Plato wrote about Atlantis in two dialogues called Timaeus and the Critias. Sorry. I'm saying those wrong. A, a, well, that's fine. I'm going to jump back a little bit. A slice of water. <laughs> Sorry. I just picture like well, like you've got a bowl of water and, and you're like, oh, can I cut you a slice? And then you just take a knife in the bowl of water and <laughs> cut a slice. Just like that. Yeah. It's so, so stupid. <laughs> but do you know where, like what area I'm talking about in the world? No. Wait, no. Okay. okay. Say the names so, again. So um, it's between southernmost spain and northernmost africa is where atlantis was i know where africa is is and i know north means up so there yeah got it. <laughs> above africa and, and just below, below spain. spain yeah or europe i mean spain is in europe but i mean like yeah. to make to talk about the continents right yeah the continent of africa yeah you got it yeah Okay, so according to Plato, the island kingdom existed some 9,000 years before his time, and he was writing in 360 BCE, so it's an old, old kingdom. Mm. He said that its story had been passed down by poets, priests, and others. Atlantis may have started as a utopia, but at the time of Plato's writing, it was not a place to be honored or emulated at all, because it was the embodiment of a materially wealthy, technologically advanced, and military powerful civilization that had become corrupted by its wealth, sophistication, and might. So basically like all of the Western powers right now. Yeah. Atlantis was protected by the god Poseidon, who made his son Atlas king and namesake of the island and the ocean that surrounded it. Oh, talk Greek gods to me. Oh. The founders of shit. the founders of Atlantis, according to Plato, were half god and half human. So that's what we were talking yeah. about at the beginning. And, and also Atlas. Sorry, this isn't related to Atlas at all, is it? <laughs> this whole thing. No. Okay. Well, sorry. Atlas. He had to like carry the Earth on his back, didn't he? Um, I believe so. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Um. So they were half god, half human, and they created a utopian civilization that eventually became a great naval power. Their home was made up of concentric islands separated by wide moats and linked by a canal that penetrated to the center. The lush islands contained gold, silver, and other precious metals and supported an abundance of rare exotic wildlife. At the center was a great capital city. So here is an artist's picture of what Atlantis might have looked like, which oh, I'm going to have you describe. I was just to about to say, you're going to have me describe. <clears throat> Oh shit! Okay, so it's like, um, oh, it's just a target. It's a, <laughs> like not and not the <laughs> and listeners don't 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 think it's like a department store for all you United States. <laughs> yeah, listeners. but also target is a target, huh? Like the department. It's a circle. It's a red circle. Yeah. In target, it's not. A, it's the center of the the target. An actual target. If they wanted to have right, am I wrong? I don't know because I don't know where you're going with this. No, no. Tar- Target's logo. Quick Google search. Oh, God. Target logo. Oh, shit. It is a logo. Oh, fuck. Never mind. I'm wrong. I thought it was just like a uh, a Japanese flag. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. It's a Target. It's an actual Target. Okay, okay. But this is more like, this is has more rings to it yeah. of a Target. But it also has like lines going through it, which are, look like giant bridges for... Um, I don't know, for royalty to do long 
walks across while a camera swings past them in a really cool <laughs> way. I don't know. It looks like it'd be good for a, a nice dolly shot. Um, <laughs> and then the, then at the middle in the target, the red part of the target. Now, this time I'm talking about the build, the, the shopping place. Um, uh, the the center part there's um there's buildings it looks like um i think they have a walmart but it's yellow um <laughs> i don't know maybe that's why they went out of business Ooh, maybe it's a giant tiger <laughs> i think they have a giant tiger down there and then there's a bunch of like maybe it's like the castle or the palace you know some might say giant tiger is a castle or mm-hmm. a palace and then there's a bunch of uh buildings and lots of nice greenery mm. it looks like a nice place to live but um and what's between all the greenery between the greenery like these buildings the blue stuff oh water (laughs) (laughs) right i forgot the most important part there's a lot of water around here and like but then all these like blocking paths like is can aquaman go under these things i have no idea (laughs) because like if they're just blocked off it's like it's like there's a bunch of pools for aquaman to swim in but like you know he needs room to like spread his fins that's right he does you know yeah i I thought it was interesting because i didn't realize that atlantis was just concentric circles of land encased by water it's very interesting to me yeah maybe we'll have to post that on the instagram Mm, yeah for sure uh i mean okay this is just an artist's uh, belief of what it what it looks like. right and also i'm guessing okay now that you said oh i thought i thought it was too about the underwater thing I feel like I spoiled the ending of this because <laughs> I think that's where it's going. Well, we'll find out. Yeah. Famed for having been the exhibit of all worldly pleasures in the world at the time, Atlantis was a rich island whose powerful princes conquered many of the lands of the Mediterranean. It, it's, it was known to be what? The home of all worldly pleasures? Yes. So they just had lots of orgies there? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as their culture advanced and the Atlanteans grew powerful, their ethics declined and their armies eventually conquered Africa as far as Egypt and in Europe as far as Italy before being driven back by the Athenian-led alliance. The people of Atlantis continued in their wicked and impious ways until later, by way of divine punishment, the island was beset by earthquakes and flood and sank into a muddy sea all in one day and a night. Oh, shit. Well, yeah, I was right. <laughs> It's underwater now. Later medieval European writers heard about Atlantis from Arab geographers and worked to try and identify Atlantis with an ancient civilization that they may have known. Then in 1882, former U.S. Congressman Ignatius L. Donnelly published his work Atlantis, the Antediluvian World, which laid out 13 hypotheses, hypothesis, hypotheses, hypothesis, hypothesis, that centered... Hypochondriac, I think is how you pronounce it. That centered on Atlantis as a place where early mankind dwelt for ages in peace and happiness. According to Donnelly, Atlantis was the original source of many ancient civilizations around it, and that if one followed the clues in Plato's writing, Atlantis's resting place could be found. He claimed that immigrants from Atlantis were responsible for populating much of ancient Europe, Africa, and the Americas, and the Atlantean heroes had inspired Greek, Hindi, and Scandinavian mythology. Yeah, can you imagine? I mean, there's a lot of, you know, shitty shits who are like, you know, all oh, these, all these, uh, you know, goddamn immigrants, you know, come into our place. Can you imagine they'd just be like, oh, these, all these goddamn Atlantean immigrants <laughs> coming and taking all of our jobs, yeah. you know? 
Donnelly had been inspired by a remarkable discovery from the early 1870s when an amateur archaeologist used the Iliad by Homer, which is a really big poem, to find the legendary city of Troy. Troy had long been thought to have been fictional, and this discovery was groundbreaking. It paved the way for others to think about writing as a way to discover things that had been lost to time. Sorry, Troy, as in like the the horse thing? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what they said. Let's, let's hide our bodies in this horse thing to fuck with those people. <laughs> that's what they said. That is yeah. a great Brad Pitt movie, just, yeah. so, just so you know. A frenzy of works attempting to locate and learn from the historical Atlantis ensued. Donnelly's theories were popularized and elaborated on by turn-of-the-20th century theosophists, who I'm going to tell you about later. That sounds like you're saying that wrong. And are often incorporated into contemporary New, Ari- New Age beliefs. But... Did Atlantis actually exist? That is what I was kind of wondering. Are you asking? Or are yeah, you... I'm asking. That's tough. I mean, do you get into why there's why is there debate over if it existed, if it didn't exist? Shouldn't a civilization have like? Shouldn't there be records of like? I mean, this was what eight hundred BCE? You said. Uh like. 9000 BCE. I thought you said 800 BCE. So Plato wrote about it in 360 BCE and okay. he was writing about it as it had had it as it had occurred 9000 years before he was writing. Right. Years confused me. Um so what there should have been a record of this place, though, right? There was was there writing Possibly. around this time? <laughs> Possibly, maybe nine thousand years ago, nine thousand years BCE. So this would be well, now twelve thousand years ago. Maybe not. I don't remember when writing first happened. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I'm just uh, kind of baffled. Like, but also there's oral histories. Yeah, but I'm. I'm Okay, tell me what you got, because I'm very confused at how so, this... So, did Atlantis actually exist? Yeah. The answer is no. What? Yes. I mean, I'm not surprised, I guess, but, like, why... Go ahead. So, Plato wrote in Critias, saying that he had heard the story of Atlantis from his grandfather, mm. who had heard it from the Athenian statesman Solon, who was actually alive 300 years before Plato's time. So, that's a little bit fishy in and of itself. There's a little bit of uh, two things. One, it's like it's like the game, game of phone. Yeah. Or phone phone telephone the game of phone call <laughs> and also there's this have you ever heard of the the saying like oh my 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 uncle works at nintendo yeah no right? but like yeah maybe the, the the idea that like kids on the playground would be like oh i know this super great hack because my uncle works at oh, nintendo yeah, and he yeah. told me like the idea of yeah. embellishing like yeah. something that isn't true mm-hmm. yeah, yeah absolutely yeah so salon had parent Salone, who had apparently heard this story from an Egyptian priest who told him this had happened 9,000 years before that. So like exactly you said here, and I'm going to read this, a game of ancient telephone, if you will. Yes, a game of ancient phone call. It's clear that Plato made up Atlantis as an allegory for his stories because no other records of the place exist elsewhere in the world. There are so many Greek texts from this time and none of them mention Atlantis even in passing. Rather, the nation was invented to illustrate a point about the dangers of aggressive imperialism and of citizens who were filled with an unjust lust for possessions and power. Plato probably created the story of Atlantis to convey some of his philosophical theories about the divine versus human nature, what is an ideal society, and the gradual corruption of human society. Atlantis was a vehicle to demonstrate what happens as a result of living poorly. 
The Legend of Atlantis is a story about moral, spiritual people who lived in a highly advanced utopian civilization, but they became greedy, petty, and morally bankrupt, and the gods became angry because the people had lost their way and had turned to immoral pursuits. But this didn't stop people from believing Atlantis was real, or at the very least based on some real events. Jewish and Christian writers during the early first century wrote about the destruction of Atlantis, with some going so far as to write about Atlantis as a way to prove their theory that the world was flat and surrounded by water. (laughs) In the 16th century, scholars began to identify Atlantis with the New World, or America, with some of them saying the New World is not new, which I mean is actually correct because indigenous people were there, but they were saying that the new world is not new because it's actually Atlantis. Mm -hmm. Um, And some writers accepting Plato's account as literal and saying that Atlantis was a small continent in the Atlantic Ocean. Then we had Donnelly, that old guy, who was doing his thing and drawing parallels between creation stories among different cultures in the new world and the old world, attributing the similarities to a connection of the two to Atlantis. He also believed that Atlantis was destroyed by the Great Flood from Noah's story. Donnelly is credited as the father of the 19th century Atlantis revival and is the reason the myth endures today. He unintentionally promoted an alternative method of inquiry to history and science and promoted the idea that myths contain hidden information. And so there is some truth to that. His interpretation opens these ideas up to ingenious interpretation by people who believe that they have new or special insight. So basically, they read about it, they believe it, even though there is little to no hard factual evidence to support their beliefs. Which brings us to the Theosophists. You're still saying that wrong, probably. A religion that was in part occult and part Western esotericism. The religion teaches that there is an ancient and secretive brotherhood of spiritual adepts, known as the Master, who, though they can be found all over the world, are centered in Tibet. These masters are alleged to have cultivated great wisdom and supernatural powers. Theosophy preaches the existence of a single divine absolute in which the universe is perceived as an outward reflection from this absolute. It teaches that the purpose of human life is spiritual freedom and claims that the human soul undergoes reincarnation upon bodily death, according to a process of karma. Theosophy promotes a value of universal brotherhood and social improvement, but does not have a particular code of ethics. But what does this have to do with Atlantis? Tell me. Well, the founder of Theosophy, Helena Petrovona Blavatsky, followed Donnelly's interpretation when she wrote her book, The Secret Doctrine, in 1888, which she claimed was originally dictated in Atlantis. So she's saying this book that she was writing uh, was written first in Atlantis, and then... Mm. She's, but she's just full of shit. Yes. Well, yes. She maintained that the Atlanteans were cultural heroes and believed in a form of racial evolution. That is, humanity was descended from this ancient civilization of the Atlanteans. In her mind, Atlanteans were the fourth root race, which was succeeded by the fifth race, the Aryan race. Uh, yes, those Aryans that the Nazis and current white supremacists talk about. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Blavatsky noted that the Aryan race was the modern human race in 1888. So a little bit different than what Nazi believe. Mm-hmm. So this is where it gets like really complicated. So Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I see that. Yeah. <laughs> this is going in your final report. <laughs> okay. In her book, Blavatsky reported that the civilization of Atlantis reached its peak between 1 million and 900,000 years ago. So that's pretty old but destroyed itself through internal warfare brought about by the dangerous use of psychic and supernatural powers of the inhabitants. Many other occultists at the time also traced their lineage of belief back to the occult practices in Atlantis. 
So I just thought that part was interesting that like, so in the late 1800s, early 1900s, there was this whole like phase that people in Europe went through where they were like having seances and like thinking they were psychic and like their parents are just like it's just a phase (laughs) no mom and dad this is who i am (laughs) and so we have all these different religions like this theosophy which is like based in the occult Mm. um and it's interesting to me that actually atlantis figures very prominently in a lot of those like spiritual occult practices i didn't know that so that was very interesting to me that makes one of us and what about the nazis yeah, what about, nobody ever thinks about the Nazis, you know? What about the Nazis? Blavatsky's work had a huge influence on Germanic thinkers at the time, who were incessantly occupied with finding proof for their theories about the primal su- source of their race. So remember, they're trying to prove that their race was the superior one. Right. Which is why they were like, we need to kill everybody except for the Aryan race. Right. Okay. Um, and so they were trying to prove that theirs was the original race. Okay. Uh, there were a bunch of dudes at the time who were focused on worshipping Nordic gods and starting a neo-pagan movement that would focus on the wisdom of the Aryans, stating that they were no less and no more than sons of gods who were capable of using electromagnetic radiation to communicate telepathically and to see from afar. So this all sounds like fucking lunacy. Yeah, and who are these people, sorry? Well, I just wrote them, I just combined them into... Um, I just called them a bunch of dudes. These weren't the Atlanteans. These were like people no, that came so, after. Yeah, these are people writing, again, remember I talked about like um, at the late 1800s, there were a bunch of people um, just really big into seances in the occult. Yeah. So there were some German men like that as well. Yeah. Um, but they were focused on worshiping Nordic gods, so like Norse gods yeah. as yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, I, I play God of War too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and trying to find proof that they were gods and they were Aryans and therefore their race, the Aryan race, which isn't actually a race, but the Aryan race is the best race. Right. So that's what they were doing at this time, these Germans. Um, and that they thought they could communicate telepathically. So some of these Germans turned out to be members of the soon to become Nazi party. Most notably Heinrich Himmler, who went on to become the head of the SS and the Gestapo And he was one of the chief architects of the final solution, which is the genocide of the Jewish people. So part of his work was to create the Ancestral Heritage Research and Teaching Society, where the research organization would function as a think tank. And it was a place brimming with brilliant young mavericks and brainy upstarts, up-and-comers who would give traditional science a thorough cleansing. So when I was doing this research, I was taken back by the parallels that could be drawn with conspiracy theories that exist on QAnon and on Twitter and social media. This pseudoscience that is being used by fascists to prove, in quotations, their point. One quote that I found particularly relevant to this idea is from Eric Kurlander, who says, quote, In times of crisis, supernatural and faith based thinking masquerading as scientific solutions to real problems helps facilitate the worst kind of political and social outcomes. So I digress. This think tank by the Nazis sought to transform race theory into a science and provide academic validation for the ancient origins of the Aryans and their supremacy. To that end, the institution organized expeditions of archaeologists, musicologists, philologists. You're definitely saying that wrong. I think so. Which are people who study the history of languages and anthropologists. Why don't out- just call it langol- languologist? <laughs> You're definitely saying that wrong. Hello, I'm a languologist. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, one of these groups that was sent out declared the, that the pyramids of Tiwanaku had been built by the Aryans and who had arrived in the region following the destruction of their native land, which was, you guessed it, Atlantis. In recent times, people are less likely to believe Atlantis existed. With understanding of continental drift and how plate tectonics work, we have come to learn that losing an entire continent in the geologically recent past is pretty much impossible. So Dakota, what do you think? You had me for a while. I did, yes, I noticed. You, you, you lost me around when we got into um, talking about, you, you got to like, just after you asked, did this actually happen? Mm, yes. It, it, it is when, when you kind of lost me with the, the Pl- Plato and then all these other people are like writing about it and stuff like that. But question, so Plato, did he write this as a piece of fiction or yeah. did he? He wrote it as an allegory. But, but, and like said that this is not real or? No, no, he didn't say it wasn't real, but like nobody else wrote about it. So people just assumed he was telling the truth? Um, so I don't think that people at the time he was writing thought it was truth. Mm, okay. But people who read his writing later, later were like, oh, this has got to be true. Because, because, um, especially that Donnelly guy. Yeah. So when we were talking about Troy, so there's the poem, the Iliad, mm-hmm. and it talks about the city of Troy and people had used that poem to actually find Troy. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, there was this poem that was fact, even though we thought it wasn't. So maybe Plato's writing about Atlantis is also fact, even though we thought it wasn't. So Right. Yeah. So, and then just got into lots of details and it went away from, it just went in a different direction than I was hoping. You said Atlantis. And I was like, cool. We're it's not about- really a lot about Atlantis. I no? thought it was really cool that like... The Nazis were like, Atlantis proves that we're the superior superior race. Yeah, that was their first uh, their first blunder, I guess. Yeah. A, a first of many, mm, let's call mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I kind of thought it was going to go into... I thought it was going to be similar to how we talked about the Kumiho a few weeks ago. How it was oh. like something that didn't necessarily happen, but like was like... I thought you were going to talk about underwater mer people, essentially. Sorry. Okay? Fuck. <laughs> I let you I'm down. Tra- like, <laughs> so, uh, and then you were, all of a sudden, it's like talking about, uh, you know, how the Nazis uh, were, uh, you know, doing what Nazis do, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just got away from the, the Atlantis thing. So, it's, ooh, let me see. You're not going to like it. That's okay. It's not as terrible as you might think. I don't think it's going to be that terrible. What do you think? Okay, what do you think I'm going to give you? I think you're going to give me a four. No, much higher. Oh, very exciting. I will give this 6.8 Aquaman swimming pools (laughs) out of 10. Perfect. Perfect. Well, that's more than I could ever ask for. Is it? <laughs> wow. Your uh, your standards are really low. <laughs> yeah, well, I did marry you. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so true. Uh, <laughs> that, was good. that was good. Uh, you got me good, you fucker. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. We won't be back next week. That's all. But Yeah. So I'm sorry if we're the only thing keeping you happy in this world. If that's the only... If, if we're the only thing that's keeping me happy in this world, well... You're welcome. You are, yeah. And and I'm not sorry about next week. 
Well, that's all we have for this week. We'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to hang out with us. If you enjoyed listening to what we had to say, please download our podcast from wherever you get your podcasts, leave a review, or tell your friends about us because indie podcasts really do grow through word of mouth. And if you want to stay in contact, you can follow us on Instagram at The Reluctant Historian or leave us a tip at buymeacoffee.com slash the historian. You can also shoot us an email with future show ideas or corrections you may have noted to the reluctant historian at gmail.com. And also, I, I haven't checked the email in a while. So if if there's an email in there and you're like, why, has, why, like, why haven't they written back? Uh, these guys are uh, dickheads. Uh, that's true, I suppose. But... We'll do it soon. I'm probably going to check after this episode since I'm thinking about it now. So, yeah, so we'll see you two weeks from now. Same time. Yeah, it'll still be out on Wednesday. Same time, same place. Did your back give out at the same time? <laughs> I didn't realize. Same time. No, I just, I was like, is it the same time? I yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. So two weeks from now, we'll see you. Oh, and I think we should watch Atlantis tonight. Maybe. Thoughts? Maybe. Maybe. Well, that maybe always means no. <laughs>